Welcome to the Embodied CEO Podcast. I'm Kirsten, and while I'm an integrative performance dietitian by trade, a mom of three, and a wife, I am also a nearly two-decade entrepreneur turned business mentor, and I've seen all sorts of iterations of how to do business. And I'm tired of female business owners not fully stepping into their power because the road we've been told we have to take to get here sucks. In this podcast, I'm empowering entrepreneurs to trust their voice and expertise, to start thinking big when it comes to their business, and to move forward unapologetically toward goals that don't have to make sense to other people. Let's have the big conversations. Let's lay it all out on the table. And let's support each other forward in this crazy journey of entrepreneurship. Oh, and let's have some fun while we're doing it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Embodied CEO podcast. I am super excited about our guest today. I know I say that probably every time, but this, I have something very special for you today. I have someone very special for you today who's probably outside of who you expect, which is why I'm so stoked to have her with us. Everybody say hello to Emma. Hi, Emma. Hi, thank you for having me. How's it going? Very well, thank you. Amazing. I wish, I, this is the one time when I wish that I was recording video because you look all sorts of glamorous in your oh. uh, little soundproof office. With She's got the earrings going and she's got like a headscarf going. Meanwhile, if you saw me right now, I got the 4.30 p.m. mom who's been up for 12 and a half hours look going, but she looks beautiful right now. In another three hours though, I'm going to be on that end because this is, I'm still- You're going to be me in three hours? Yeah, I'm going to be changed and I'm going to be mom mode. So yeah, I already warned my, I have an almost 15 year old who said, well, I might want to go to this thing tonight. And I said, this is the rule. You're going to have to let me know before I get in pajamas, which will happen somewhere around 545. So if you want me to take you somewhere later, I'm going to need to know before that happens because I'm yeah. out once that happens. Like all bets are off once that happens. I'm with you. But your, your kids are little. We're going to talk about that in just a second. But before we dig into what we want to talk about today, tell everyone a little bit about yourself, because first, everyone's going to go, my God, I love her accent, because that was the very first thing that I loved about listening to you when I saw you in our very first together space. Tell everyone your story. Where are you from? How'd you end up here? Who are you? Tell us about your kids. Tell us everything. Okay. So yeah, the accent is a dead giveaway, but I actually live in Edmonds, Washington, but I was born in Ireland. And I have been left Ireland at the age of 23, and I've lived everywhere, London, Paris, Italy, mainly in Europe. And then we moved here when I was five. I didn't know that. Yes. I didn't know that you lived all over Europe. Did you know that I'm from Germany? Have we talked about this? I did. I think that's why I love you as well. Germany. And then I lived in Belgium, and my dad's side of the family is from the Netherlands, so I spent a lot of time there. But um, those are the only three people, three places I've lived, two places. But I would have loved to have lived in London. London's one of my favorite cities. Yeah. I mean, I, we did that. Like I was in London on and off for 10 years. Actually, London was where we moved from when I was five months pregnant with my first. So this will kind of give you a flavor now of the kind of people that we are. It was like, okay, my husband got an opportunity to relocate to Seattle, Washington. And I was like, okay, if we're going to go, we got to go now because this baby's not waiting. We got to go now. There's a baby coming. And we had two pugs and we, I think it was actually harder to get the pugs here than anything else. So I believe that. That's yeah. quarantine and all that stuff. Like that's a lot, but you can't leave the dogs. You can't leave the no, dogs. No, 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 no. So moved here and kept the business going and we can dive into that. But it's, you know, we, we, we've traveled a lot and we've been here six years and you know, we're not going to be here forever, but we're here for now and it's good. What's your husband do? Just out of curiosity that transferred him for work? He is a designer. He's a d okay. designer for in tech. So that's amazing. Okay. Yeah. And now you have two kids. 
Two? Oh, yes, you have two. two kids, two dogs, chickens. Yeah. You have chicken. Well, you are out in Washington State. Chickens make sense yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Well, I'm for one glad that you're here. And again, the accent I just enjoy always. But you and I, which which is what I love about the coaching world, what I'm about to say, this is what I love about what we do. It brings all these people from all over the place together. And then in the end, we go, we're so alike. Like you and I, literally the first time I met you, we were in a joined container with one of our mentors. And I don't know about you, but every time I step into one of those containers, the first day I'm like, okay, I'm intimidated, even though I'm not like we're all meant to be there. Do you know what I mean? But that first day you're kind of like sussing everybody out and like, where do I fit in this group? And in the end, you always fit everywhere because everyone is amazing. But we met in that joint container and I was immediately drawn to you, but not for what you think initially, but I was drawn to you because we were the only two parents in the room like you and I. And there's so many people in the coaching space that talk about their glamorous lives and these amazing things that they do. And this, you know, like free for all, I'm just jet setting across the world. And I was like, wait, she's got kids. I get her (laughs) because this is not reality. This is like our reality is carpool and lunchtime. And well, yours a little bit more than mine because mine are older now, but like bedtime routines and that, like I, that was my connection to you immediately. Yeah. And it's, I'm like, I'm deep in it. You know, all I do is it's like snacks, 57,000 snacks a day. I only have like, you know, with my kid preschool and stuff like I'm, I work for three hours a day. Most is the time that I really get now with our new routine that's shifted, but it's a, it's a whole different, it's a whole, I've compared myself for a long time against that level of success with people who don't have kids. And I don't care what anyone says. It's totally different when you have kids because you're actually, your why is totally different. Your business isn't your baby. Like you're in the same camp as me. Like my business is not my child. It's not my baby. It supports my life and it's an expression of my soul. It's not, it's not my main focus, even though it's a massive part of my life. You know, my, my kids and our family life is the num. That's, that's my main priority. Yeah, it's my main priority. And it's I think it's so hard to explain that to people because I love my business and I love everything that I do in it. Like what you just said, it's an expression of your soul. I love how you just put that. But it really is because I I stayed home for a while and I'm home now, but I stayed home not working when our kids were tiny, tiny because my husband traveled all the time. And I felt so unfulfilled, not because I didn't love my children, but I needed that expression of my soul. Like you just put, I'm going to use that phrase forever now, but it's still even today, I will drop everything in a heartbeat if one of my kids needs something. Do you know what That's I mean? It. I will rearrange yeah. the entire day. Yeah. I will bump podcast guests. I will do whatever needs to happen. If the kids need to be somewhere, that is priority number one. We even scheduled this podcast recording for a time that had to work with kids' schedules because mine are older and they're self-sufficient, but yours are little and they needed you earlier. So yeah. we scheduled it now. It's yeah. just a very different approach in, in not just how we prioritize it, but also for me at least, and tell me how you feel, but for me, it's how I set things up in the business. Like the, that initial, you know, the hustle culture that everyone starts with when they first start their business, that wasn't even an option on the table for me, really. I tried it for like a hot minute. The, you know, we're just going to go, 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 go to produce. But even in that first like month and a half, I burn out so quickly because I said, this is not sustainable with the priorities that actually matter in my life, my children, my husband, my dog, my house, my things, right? Like my life, this had to be a secondary to fit into that. Yeah. And I think it's the thing that I I am very protective of is my energy. And we can get into energetics and how that all feeds in. But like my energy is the number one thing for myself that I have to take care of. And that push culture 
resting my body, I just feel like it's the most radical act of self-love to honor your energy, to put yourself first, to not allow yourself get into the, I call it the red zone, because I, I kind of tether this line of having that little bit extra in the tank. But my God, like one weekend away with the kids or a camping trip or something like that. And I'm, I'm wiped for like two weeks. You're zapped. Yeah. Right. So it takes that time. So I have to be so careful. I say to my husband, I'm like, no, like trips, everything has to be so planned oh, yeah. around because it's like I won't risk going into that red zone of exhaustion because it's everything bottoms out. You just can't. I have to cancel stuff. I can't do this. I can't do that because I'm like the energy has gone or the energy is not there. It's just not there. And it affects my, my energetics, which is the other side of of it as well. Affects everything. And I want to dig into that in just a second, but I want to say that I'm so impressed due to the nature of what you do, which we'll talk about in just a second, but I'm so impressed that you have fully embraced this and honor this while the kids are little, because I didn't, I will, I will own that. I totally didn't. I was push, 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 go, go, go all the time. And I was on the verge of like meltdown most days because it was a constant, you know, we had three kids in three and a half years no twins, like three kids, three and a half years, and I had a miscarriage in the mix. So four pregnancies in three and a half years. I was pregnant and or nursing continuously for nearly six years while my husband traveled, you know, for work. I was going at all times and probably averaging four and a half, five hours of sleep on a good night. Do you know what I mean? And this was constant and chronic, but I kept going thinking, well, but I also want to produce, but I also want to do this, but I also want to have this expression of my soul. I also want to do all these other things. And it took me a really long time to recognize that. Like it took me solidly into my late thirties when my children were past everybody past 10, essentially, or the youngest approaching 10 for me to recognize that. So I'm incredibly impressed that this is something that you have worked out fairly young in your children's lives. But I think it's due to the nature of what you do and the nature of how you understand your own self and your own energetics. And I want to dive into that a little bit. Will you tell everybody listening what you're about and what it is that you and you do in your business? Because this was the second part that totally piqued my interest when I met you in this container about a, almost a year ago. Has it been a year? I think it's been almost a year. A year. Yeah, it is a year. You're right. It is. Yeah. It's, but this was the, this was the thing that that kind of triggered for me. Like I want to know more about what she does because I was so resistant to this entire side of humanity, not even business, but this entire side of humanity for so long because I was so deep in hustle and produce culture. Everything you do fascinates me. So tell everyone kind of what you're about and what you do, and just pull the curtain because I love how you said it the other day on Instagram because you're like, I'm just going to pull the curtain. I'm just going to say the thing. So say the tell people what you do. <laughs> Oh my God, you've really given me an introduction there. Okay, so where to start and to keep it concise. I'm a spiritual teacher and I work with leaders and empire builders on understanding their energetics. I'm also um, how, how energetics work in their business, how to build their business from the inside out. So it's deeply connected to their mission, to their message, to their purpose to their soul expression. And I can talk about that as well. My own method is called the soul code and how everyone is coded in this very specific way. Their soul is coded in a very specific way that yearns to be expressed in the world. And it wants to do that. And my role as a facilitator, when clients come to me, and you come into my world, I'm able to see I'm also a psychic a medium, I'm an animal communicator. So I do a lot of energy work and the stuff that's in the back end that I don't talk about that I, you know, that I 
you know, with clients and private containers that we do a lot of stuff. But it's, you know, when with this level of where I'm at with my own gifts and abilities, it's like everything for me is energy. And your business isn't just a business. It is a life force. It is a living, breathing, energetic vibration. And when you can, when you can really just open up to this and listen to what it wants, everything will begin to change. Not just like the financials, but the way you feel in your life, the way the comparison drops away, the way that you never have to rush or feel like there's a destination because it's just this unfolding and just this expression. So that's just a teeny little nugget. <laughs> and like, honestly, that right there is is everything. The, the part that you just said about the unfolding I literally have experienced this in my own, um, and you can see it, the audience can't see it, obviously, because I don't do video, but I have this tattoo on my forearm that I've spoken about before, and it came to me probably about two years ago. The tattoo is, it's an arrow that points from the inside of my elbow to my wrist, and on it, I have a timeline, but it's not a timeline of like dates or things. It's a timeline of moments in my life when the direction of my life changed changed course so drastically that it couldn't have been undone, right? Like the massive life events that literally shaped who I am. And I have on here um, the age at which essentially I shifted everything in my business because I had this absolute clarity that I never had before of there's so much more of this that's literally my insides. It's it's who I am and how I function and everything that I have kept inside that has needed to get out my entire life, but because I was in these bounds of this is what my parents expected. This is what society expects. Nobody understands energetics. Everybody laughs it off like it's not a real thing. But the reality is, like you just said, we are all so uniquely designed to do what we're meant to do. And I now firmly, a few years on, having experienced this myself, I so firmly believe when I look at people that get into their 50s, 60s, 70s, and they're just perpetually frustrated. I truly just think it is a, you have never allowed yourself to be who you are. You have spent your entire life walking this line. Like my dad is always my example and I love my father, but he's always my example. He has been the company man his entire life. Everything was for the next promotion. Everything was, the bosses said jump. He asked how high. Nothing was ever about what he actually cared to do. And he was a very frustrated man. <laughs> he was a very intense person, was like I'm talking about him, like he's not here anymore. He's still with us, thankfully. But his entire career was a very intense individual. There was never joy. There was never completion. There was never satisfaction. It was always a drive forward for what's next because nothing ever was enough. Everything that you just said was the stuff that I rejected my entire life because I was like, well, that's not real. That's not tangible. What do I do with stuff that's not tangible? But it truly is the essence of how I now run my business because the business is 1000% an extension of what happens on my insides and what needs to come to life. And I produce that to the outside. It's a beautiful thing, I feel like, when we can actually acknowledge that and tap into it. Yeah. I think what stands out from just what, what you're sharing there is and why I resonate with you and probably why we have this this deeper connection as well, because in essence, we are, and even all my clients and people who come into my world, like we were the ones who came to break the ancestral cords, to break these curses, to just say enough, it ends with me. And I know that you'll agree with me that your kids get to get the benefit of this work that you've had to do on yourself. Like they are the ones, they won't have that. They won't have to rage against that because 
they've got a mom who's done the work. And I think it's when when actually it kind of reminds me of a story of when my when my first was born, I had a very clear, you know, I'm always having these like pretty intense spiritual awakenings and, you know, messages coming through and all of it. But one of the clearest ones that I got was he's already, he had already taught by God. So his soul already knows who he is and who he wants to be. My only job is to hold the space where he can fully unfold and be who who he's meant to be. Like he knows. It's not your job to mold him. It's It's your job to allow him to expand. Yes, yes, yes. Stand back, stand back, stand back. Like, who are you? Who are you? And this is it. It's like that. And that is like, what, what greater gift can we give our kids? So to, to I be me, he does, he's, he does him, you know? And I think that's the other thing of like, as working mothers like finding the things that light our own like doing our own soul's work so I'm not putting any pressure on him like his life is not to make me happy yes and that is huge and then what you just said about the generational you know the the generational curse which I love the the expression of it it's the we're managing up but we're also managing down right like I'm managing everything that has been passed down from generation to generation like your job is this this is the family line this is where you fit and I've always my entire life been the one that when parents are like why are you so much why are you so why can't you just do what we want you to I'm like because that's not what I'm meant to do I'm not trying to make you upset but that's like literally not who I am and now seeing that same thing with kids and especially mine they're you know they're teenagers like one of them is a teenager the second will be a teenager shortly and the third is not far behind why Watching them grow into these people and constantly doing the work of, because I find myself triggered still because, you know, you have all the parental stuff still in there. And I find myself triggered with that yesterday example. I had a, um, actually, was it this morning? I can't remember. I had a, a little tiff with my oldest. I think it was yesterday. But as soon as she got out of the car at school, when I dropped her off, I was like, this was a me issue. This was not a her issue. This was a me issue not giving space for her. And instead of doing what my parents would have done, where I would have said, well, she should have just understood. and No, like I pulled the car over before I drove home and I sent her a text so she would get it before she got out of school. And I said, I fucked up. Like this was a me issue. This, this was, this is what happened in my brain and you are perfect exactly the way you're doing this and exactly the way you're moving. And I support you. And it's a constant battle of Mm -hmm. finding your own space in that, moving through it, and then watching your children I think this is really hard for a lot of parents, but watching your children, and we'll get back to business in just a second, I promise, but watching your children step into roles that you didn't expect for them or that you couldn't have possibly expected for them because like you said, they've always been those people and you can't have expectations of who your kids are going to be because they are fully formed humans the moment they're born, right? They know who they are. But what a beautiful thing to watch. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. And also, you know, conscious parenting and having that awareness is such a huge gift as well. So Yeah. So let's bring that back to business, though, because we're managing that while we're running these businesses. I know, right? <laughs> Which is, you know, what? we're managing generational stuff, our own, you know, spiritual enlightenment. And also, by the way, there's children in the mix. But you and I, the other day, when we were kind of talking about what we wanted to cover in this podcast, we talked about something that we see so often in the coaching industry with this. When people see somebody that is successful at what they do and that that is, you know, seemingly very much at home and at ease in how they run their business, people have a tendency to try to emulate that because they, they're seeing that lifestyle and they're seeing that true embodiment of what that person is doing. But then they're like, well, I want to do that too. And it becomes not an own embodiment. It becomes an, a copy or I'm trying to emulate what this person is doing. And it never works. I want to talk through that, especially from what you do. What do you, what do you find when you see people doing that and the fallout of them trying to literally emulate what they see someone else do? Okay. So the first thing 
is that the first thing is to own the awareness that what's actually happening is chasing a reflection. There's nothing solid there. It's a reflection of their version of success, which is beautiful for them. They're doing it. That's their thing. But the problem when you're chasing reflections, there's no solidity there. There's nothing solid. It's a reflection. And this is where all the problems begin. Because when you're chasing a reflection, you're never going to go to the depths of who you are to uncover your own soul code, your own essence, your own expression of what success looks like to you, what your business is going to look like. And I say this to my clients all the time. And out there in the world, it's like, if you were meant to have it that way, you'd have it already. The reason why you don't have it is there's something different for you. There's something more for you. There's something even better for you. Not better than them. It's just better than chasing the copy or chasing the reflection. Because it's for you. It's the expression of you. you. It's the expression of you. The other thing as well with chasing reflections and shadows is that they're insatiable. So they are never satisfied. And it will mean, I see people getting caught up in like over-investment cycles. I'm going to buy that next pro bank. I'm that one, that that one, that you know, like it's addictive. And it almost becomes like a spell. And before they know it, they're like, oh my God, I've been like doing this for like two, three years. And I'm no closer to where I want to be. And I almost want to say it's not, I think it's all learning. And I say that as someone like, that was me in the early days. Of course I did that because it's very elusive. You know, it's, it's like, it's shiny. Ooh, I want that. I want that. I want that. But I think, you know, discernment seems to be a key word that's going on in the coaching industry as well. And I think it's, it's, it's discernment, but beyond discernment, there's like going to be the calling of your soul that will say, come, Let, there's, there's depth here. Let's answer that call. Why do you think people struggle with that so much? Do you think it's a fear thing or do you think it's a conditioning of being completely oblivious to what their internal self is actually telling them? I think it's the blinding terror of fully doing the thing that they knew that they wanted to do when they were about four or five or seven. And their parents are like, nah, you can't do that. You can't be that way. You can't show up that way. You can't. There's so much. But there's also like, there's also past life. I deal with a lot of past life stuff as well, which is very real and very, and um, people hold a lot of that. So it's, it's, it can be interdimensional, different, different timelines, different realities. But a, a lot of it, a lot of it does stem from the fear of making a success, of being successful doing that thing that they were always told that they could never do. Or B. Yes. And, and that is so that is so real because that that's my childhood. That's like you're too much. You can't be that way that, you know, yeah. this doesn't this doesn't track with how we've always done it. So therefore, it must be wrong. Right. Yeah. But do you think it's the the reality of understanding that the success then depends on them? <laughs> that That's the fear, because the success comes when you plug into how you're meant to do it and who you're meant to be in the process. Do you think the fear then, I see this in my clients, the fear then becomes, holy shit, if I fully show up, it's literally on me. Whereas if I just keep plugging into all these other things and try to copy this other person, and then if it doesn't work, and you just say, well, there was something wrong with how they did it, therefore it doesn't work for me. I see this with my clients. Do you find that with your clients? Do you think that's underlying or do you not see that in yours? I feel like I just need to go one deeper on just kind of just reframing that all on me. So 
this is where I like to offer a reflection on what self-trust is. Okay. So that idea of like, it's all on me, it's all on self. When the truth is from a very spiritual perspective is that the journey is about moving from self-trust to the word faith. And I want to offer this because it's when we are fully aligned to who we are meant to be and do what it is we are meant to do, there is no self, there's source. We are coded to do that thing. We are meant to do that thing. And the promise is this, of course, you will be given success. Of course, you will receive for that. You are meant to, that is the law. That is the way it works. I love that. That is the way it works. But people don't, people don't want to, they're like, really? Can it be that simple? Yes. A thousand times. Yes. A thousand times. Yes. But people don't trust without proof. That's the problem. I see that so many times just in my clients, even on a much you know less deep level, because we're not dealing with spiritual stuff in my world. But I see this in my clients that I can't trust it until I have proof. Well, you're not going to have proof until you trust it. Yeah, You're not going to get to the place where there's proof until you fully lean in and trust who you are. I, side note story on this. I did a um, retreat last fall. I think it was in the fall, September, I want to say. I did a retreat. And this is something that has been in the back of my brain for decades of like, this is what I desire to do. This is what I'm, this is what I'm meant to do. I have known that I am meant to lead people since I was maybe six or seven years old. But you know, this was shut down a lot by people because especially when you are a child and there's authority figures, they can't possibly understand that you could lead. My parents to this day don't trust my ability to do things because I'm their child and they're the parent it's still, we're still here, but that's my, that's my parents. That's not me. But the point is I had always known this. So as I was growing the business and as I was, you know, allowing myself to fully step into that role and just saying the things I want to say and showing up the way I want to show up without concern for, well, somebody's not going to get it and that's okay. They're not meant to like, I need to get it and I need to move. As I was moving forward in that and allowing myself to do that, I did this retreat and I came back from it and I've, I was first of all exhausted because I'm a very extroverted introvert, but I have to like recharge after. Do you know what I mean? Like I can totally. be with people, but then I'm like, I got to come to myself and I sit here and I, I got to shut it all out and I need like a few hours or days yeah. or whatever. So I came back and I was wiped because you're holding this energy for 48 hours of all these people in this room and you're leading it and whatever. But I came back and Emma, I said to my husband, I have never been in a space that is more meant to be my space than this. I said to him, like, standing there leading this retreat is the most grounded, most real, most me thing that I have ever done and meant been meant to do. And it was in that moment that I was like, I feel so at home right now. Mm. I feel so actualized and activated and just fully like embodiment is a word that everybody throws around, but that like, there's no other word I can think of to describe. I felt so at home in myself in that moment and fulfilled. There was nothing at the end of it. And I'm sure there were 8,000 things that we didn't cover, but there was nothing at the end of that retreat that made me feel like there was lack or like we didn't complete something. Like I felt so incredibly at home and it came completely from allowing myself to fully step into what my internal compass was directing me to do without question of fallout or perception or whatever. It was, it was the most beautiful experience. The thing is, is those moments as well, when you have them, it's almost like nothing, like you'll know again. It's like you can't fake that. It's like it happens, like it imprints on you and you're like, yes, this is it. This is it. This is it. Yeah. I got goosebumps now thinking about it because it was just so like this, this yeah. is exactly what I meant to be expressing. 
Yeah. Like it was, yeah, it was, it was perfect. It was perfect. Yeah. Ah, this like, I got, again, I got goosebumps just thinking about this from back then. So tell me in your experience, when people come to you and we didn't discuss this ahead of time, but I want to die. I want to go here. When people come to you, are they ready for that? Or is that something that you have to lead them to? Is that, do they come to you knowing this is where I'm at and I want you to help guide me? Or do they come to you going, I have no idea what's happening. I have no idea where I'm meant to be. I'm totally stuck in my business and you have to pull this out of them. It's kind of a blend of both. So the people who are like, who have done a couple of my programs, they want to go deeper. They already know. I'll also have people who will be like, I have no idea why I'm here, but I know I need to work with you and we'll do the work and it will be the most phenomenal thing that will happen. You know, so this this really is about cultivating success in a deeply spiritual way. It's about crafting. I'm really big into crafting methodologies as well of like, you have a very unique way of creating transformation, healing modalities, results. And I don't care what you do. Like I have worked with people like models, celebrities, to PR people, to like everyone in between, chefs, like everyone, everyone has their own unique expression of doing what it is that they do. And my role as a facilitator is like, let's uncover that because many people don't actually even know themselves. Like, how do I do what I do? I don't even really know. I just know that it happens. And it's like that depth piece, that thing that really excites me is like, let's go there. How are you doing that? Let's uncover what it is that comes so naturally to you. So you can, you can, you can fully understand like the nuances, the depth, the magic. And from that, it's like, boom, communication, boom, retreats, boom, media coverage. Then things just start like flying out of everywhere. And people are like, what is that? I'm like, yeah, this is the work. This is it. This is the inside out. So, because it's the actualization of who you are and then yeah. everything else, because we're here for business, this is what we're talking about, but everything else comes from that because it is simply an extension of how we show up and how we know ourselves. It's simply an extension. You know what? I want to say, I was saying to, to, saying to my own mentor today and I was saying to her, you know, like I could say that the work I do isn't, you know, like some people do have pretty miraculous financial results. But the work that I do is about going from feeling a bit womp to laying the groundwork to create multiple six, multiple seven, eight figure brands and businesses. This is the work. It is like, I love that. It's this way, the work we do, the work I do is about putting way more wealth in the hands of women <laughs> as well. And I'll own that loud and proud as well it's a big part of my messaging and my work is like getting rich like it's our we are called like we are rising but from this very intuitive feminine way where I won't sacrifice my motherhood or my body or my sleep for it or my values or my sanctity and my sanity Yeah. Yeah. And and what's so funny, because that is actually why I stepped into the business coaching world as well, because I was like, well, I have successful businesses. My husband has successful business. My business, my coaching, my nutrition coaching business was successful, but it is so much deeper than that for me. It is not about, yes, I can build a successful business. It is about empowering females to understand that this is in us. And if we have the thought, we are meant to bring it forward. Mm -hmm. And we can, from there, generate massive amounts of wealth. And there is not a damn thing wrong with that. And we all have the right 
and the ability to fully step into that and carry that without having to hide behind, well, you know, I'm just doing this because I want to help people and feel good. Of course, we all want that. But you also can make a shit ton of money in the process. And you should, because that is part of the work. That is, There's not a man out there who would say, I'm building my business from the goodness of my heart and leave no. it there. <laughs> not a man out there who would do it. And the the great thing, the beautiful thing I have learned with all of my female clients, and the majority of my clients are female, we do all do it from the goodness of our heart because we want to, because like you just said, it's our soul's expression. We do it because we're called to do this and driven to do this. But let's not forget that this is a business and absolutely let's generate a lot of money in the process as well. Yeah. And I think as well is like generating a lot of money in the process and becoming wealthy and having more freedom and more choices. I think as well, the thing that goes beyond that as well is because women circulate money differently. Yes. We circulate it. We spend it differently. We've got a different value system to it. I was just reading something there recently around the cost of childcare in the US, which shocks me to my core. Yes. As a fellow European, yes. <laughs> you know, and I was just thinking, I was like, there is work to do for more women because if more women have more money, we're building co-working spaces, we're doing things differently, we're helping more women who don't have the disposable income. Kirsten, I'll tell you, we've just been doing taxes. We spent $25,000 on our childcare bill last year. Oh, I believe that. Kids. Easy. I believe that. Easy. That's a blend of like a nanny, two preschools and like yeah. some babysitting hours. That to me is, that is obscene. That's insane. That's insane. insane. I mean, that's, like, that's an annual salary for some people. You know, this is why I stayed home when our kids were tiny. This yeah. is why I stayed home because we had three kids in three and a half years. And I was like, it makes no sense for me to go to work. Like, I would rather stay home and watch them grow up. Like, it made I no know. sense. It's obscene. Yeah. So I think it's like, it puts, you know, when I started my business, when the kids were small and I was just growing things, like I was working around their hours and it's it's a privilege for me to say, oh yeah, I spent 25 grand on childcare. We, we built up to that, but it shouldn't be that way. And right. I almost want to say, it's like, yes, it's, it's, it's hard. Hey, you know, it's hard when you're, you're kind of bootstrapping everything at the beginning, but it's all about listening to the nudges, listening to the way and almost deciding like, Hey, I want to be with my kid, but I also want to have this one hour for myself. I also just want to create, carve out time. So I do believe that there's a way that we can do it around the kids and all of it in a way that honors who we are, but it's, there's work to do and we circulate money differently. And that's why more women need to make more. We need more money. We need more money in women's hands. Well, and money in women's hands opens doors for women behind them. Money yeah. in man's hands doesn't often do that. Money in no. women's hands does that. Yeah. My entire philosophy with my team, with everything, my ops manager, Alex, she and I have this conversation all the time. She rises with me. My team rises with me. I do nothing unless I can take them along. Everything is for the greater good of now multiple yeah. families that are tied into this business, that get paid by this business, that get to live their life the way that they want to, yeah. with freedom in their own lives, the way that they want to because of this business. Because like you said, we look at it differently. It is it is truly for me that this is my North Star. It is for the, for the purpose of creating freedom. And yes, freedom of money, but really freedom of money just means freedom of choice. Yeah. It means that we have ability to do things and we have the ability to choose how we show up and not do it out of necessity, but do it out of drive and do it from my soul's purpose and do it while carrying others with us. That's the work for me. That is the, here's why we build a business. Here's, here's why we do this. And here's why we talk about money. And here's why we normalize money. And here's why we talk about women normalizing money and having more money in their hands because money equals choice and options. And that's what it's about. Yeah. Without the hustle. 
And that's my without thing. the hustle because like I you know you and I don't have time to hustle in a business like let's uh, no. be honest I do not have time or energy to hustle in a business I was just telling my my mom actually this morning the next three Saturdays in our family have already been planned for by our children and split between two parents because all of our now very adult almost children have sports activities and school activities in different like in different parts of the state we gotta drive out of state for two of these things and like this is my reality now but also this is their expression and I'm gonna honor their expression and support their expression because I can. But that most certainly means there's not going to be a damn day of hustle in my business. There will not be, you know, I got to go do this thing and work the 12. No, it's just not going to happen. That's just not the life I choose. Yeah, it's not. And also, I think that takes bravery as well. And my clients, like my world, I'm like, come, let's be brave together and let's build this a different way. Because I honestly believe we don't want to have it all. We want to be it all. And I think there's a very different distinction. I don't want to have it all. I'm like, having it all, I'm already tired. I'm like, (laughs) what I do want to be is I want to be at home in my life and I want to be rested and I want to be really rich and I want to be really connected to. God and I want to be really joyful and I want to just feel the richness of my life. That's what I want to feel. Do I want to have it all? Absolutely not. No. Yeah. Because oh my I God, think I love you so much. <laughs> when we find that being it all is like, fuck, that's yes. it. I'm rich. I'm rich. I'm bad. Yeah. And I, when I say richness, I'm saying that richness of life. Yep. So I, like, I, I 100% connect. I don't, and yeah. when you said that just resonates so much, I don't want to have it all. My God, I'm already tired. Yes, I already have more <laughs> things to deal with than I want to deal with. I'm already yeah. exhausted from that. But I love that perspective because it is about full full immersion in who we are meant to be and the joys we want in life, the experiences we want to have, the connection we want to have with our kids, or if we choose to not have kids, the connections we want to have with our friends and our chosen family and all of these other things. Yeah, That's the target. That's the thing yeah. that makes it fulfilling and worth it. It's not yeah. for how many more things can we accumulate in this lifetime. That, that, that ain't it, at least not for me. Oh, this was beautiful. Yeah, I know. We could, we could keep going. We could keep going for like three hours, but we're not going to because this is also supposed to be a 30 minute podcast, but here we are. Emma, I am so, so grateful that you were here today. This was amazing. Tell everybody how they can connect with you and what you got coming up. And if somebody wants to plug in with you, what are the best ways to do that? The best ways to do that, come on over and find me on Instagram at Emma Tynan underscore. You can find me at EmmaTynan.com. Probably the best way to come into my world right now is my the one experience memberships, a monthly masterclass, a group community call, access to all my programs for an entire year. I also have some one to one spaces for that higher level mentorship, eight week, three months, six months. So I also have a 12 month container as well. So it's they're beautiful immersion spaces for that person who knows that they're ready. And I think people already know they're ready, but they're like, they're, they're like, oh, she's the one. So if you feel yeah. it, come on, send me a DM. That's, That's amazing. Viral. You can Definitely connect. Give her a follow on Instagram. Everything will be in the show notes as well. So you'll have um, her Instagram handle on there also. Um, what's happening in our world, for those of you paying attention to what's happening in the Kirsten Screen world, this is, I have to think real quick, this is going to air, I believe, in May. Perfect timing, actually, for the masterclass that we are going to be running in May. It's going to be called The Shift. 
which is all about when you recognize that you're not going down your path, <laughs> let's shift Whoa. and let's figure out where that path is. Don't you love how things just align? The universe aligns this. Because uh, you and I just scheduled this. Um, it's currently March. We're recording this in March, but we just scheduled this, but this is what's happening in May. So plug into that. We also have a program coming up in May. I don't want to commit to what it is yet because I am not sure yet because it is March. <laughs> but you guys know, as always, I think I know what it is, but I don't want to have to later edit this out because I said the wrong thing. So <laughs> we're not gonna. But you guys know you can always plug in with me and on Instagram as well. Uh, DM me if you have any questions about what's coming up. Um, but definitely look up Emma. She is a person to know. I'm so, so grateful you were here. I adore you. I am so glad the universe brought us into the same space. And thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'll talk to everybody later. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Embodied CEO podcast. To connect with me, Kirsten, head to kirstenscreen.com or find me on Instagram at thekirstenscreen. My DMs are always open, so drop in and say hi. Be sure to follow, subscribe, and share the Embodied CEO podcast. And now go out there and take some action.